everyone has the right to work, to free choice of employment, to just and favourable conditions of work, and to protection against unemployment. States United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights. But maybe there is a superior right, and the right to work a distraction from something far nobler. Everyone has the right to a decent standard of living, one that at the very minimum will provide in excess of a subsistence level standard of living. You're, you're creating the jobs for the wrong reason, right? You're creating it for the worker instead of for the output. And that takes us to a disagreement, a disagreement between advocates of a universal basic income and those who instead support a job guarantee. In 1936, the economist John Maynard Keynes wrote, The outstanding faults of the economic society in which we live are its failure to provide for full employment and its arbitrary and inequitable distribution of wealth and incomes. Eight years later, US President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, possibly influenced by Keynes, called for a second Bill of Rights under which a new basis of security and prosperity can be established for all, regardless of station, race or creed. Among Roosevelt's proposal was for a right to a useful and remunerative job in the industries or shops or farms or mines of the nation. This takes us to MMT, Modern Monetary Theory. The theory starts with the assertion that taxation is not required to fund government spending. That can be funded by printing money. Instead, it says taxation exists to keep a lid on inflation and as a way to either change behaviour, such as a carbon tax, or redistribution of income or wealth. Many advocates of universal basic income support the idea of printing money and using taxes to control inflation but they don't agree with the idea of a guaranteed job. I would say that if you were able to create jobs productively, if you're only doing that for the product of the labor, then, then some people aren't going to get hired. I think development policy, which is where this idea of uh, the right to a job or, or the right to expect that the state invests in or cares about uh, occupations that individuals can fill in the economy, that's where that plays a role. I don't think, though, that there is an office where you can go and say, give me my guaranteed job. Job guarantee proposal, as you know, does come out of the modern money theory school in the USA. Uh, and the argument there is that modern money theory will fund a job guarantee because uh, that school of thought uh, does see job guarantee as the solution to poverty and exclusion. And I understand that argument. Um, the worry I have is that the growing and evolving technological um, paradigm is not going to keep generating um, available work. But to really get to the nub of the issue, we need to return to FDR in 1944 and his idea for a new Bill of Rights. Because he talked about the right to earn enough to provide adequate food and clothing and recreation. So what matters is not a guaranteed job. It is a guaranteed adequate income. A guaranteed job then becomes a way of satisfying a kind of critique of human nature, 
that the human spirit needs work to thrive. But this presupposes that if people are handed a modest standard of living, they won't work. As we explained in previous videos, evidence does not support this suggestion. Instead, UBI advocates say there is something paternalistic about a guaranteed job. I suppose one of the, the debates we've seen is around the idea of basic income or uh, job guarantee. Do you, you guarantee people work of some sort instead of giving them income? Uh, and I have concerns about that for a few reasons. Uh, one, for me, that's really about a paternalistic approach to how we support people. Uh, and this is something that we see embedded across a lot of our, our certainly Western societies. Here in Scotland, uh, you know, we have a very strong approach to, to paternalism. You need to force people, you need to direct people to how they live their lives successfully. Uh, putting people into a job that you've decided what that is and what it looks like doesn't give them that uh, freedom, that choice and opportunity. You know, a lot of people, particularly here in Australia, um, and this is like, it's a debate that belongs broadly to the left of the, poli of the political spectrum, uh, have been comparing these two alternatives. So you have job guarantee or universal basic income. Which one do you choose? Um, now, my critique of the job guarantee is that, again, it's not making that extra step in, in societal change, you know, in understanding what are we beyond our paid positions. And again, it's a very paternalistic policies. You know, it's the state, you know, it's, it's, it's the father, I will take care of you, I will tell you what to do here. Or you cannot find meaning for your life, Look, there is a minimum paid job, you do this, be happy. UBI advocates say that it provides choice, that it creates options. A UBI may also make it viable for individuals to gain new qualifications, retrain, or enter the world of entrepreneurship. And so for me, a job guarantee is an outdated approach. It's putting people into these positions where uh, we think we've ticked the boxes off if we give them some sort of role, paid employment, regardless of whether that's going to help them to grow or to develop. A basic income to me is a foundation policy. It doesn't solve every problem we face. And I'm up for the discussion of do you build elements of a job guarantee or a job opportunity uh, alongside or on top of a basic income? Do you give that fundamental basis? But for me, giving people those types of uh, job guarantee opportunities doesn't give them that chance to fundamentally change their lives. A guaranteed job, making income conditional on working in the paid labor market, limits the kind of choices that are available to people. One of the real benefits, I think, of basic income is that people can work at the kind of work that doesn't necessarily carry a paycheck in our society. They can involve themselves in creative activities. They can choose to be care workers. They can involve themselves in community organization. And that, that, that benefit, I think, goes away if we force people to work for a wage in order to survive. Keynes emphasised the importance of demand in an economy. He formed his ideas during a period of economic difficulties. The UK suffered an economic depression in the 1920s and the US in the 1930s. Keynes advocated ways to stimulate an economy so that it operates at full potential. But creating unproductive jobs might not be the best way to achieve this. 
you know, the labor market is supposed to be a market for getting people to do things they wouldn't ordinarily do. Um, it's not supposed to be a tool for uh, funneling money to consumers or keeping people employed, right? Um, employing everyone means you're deciding that you want to keep everyone busy. And there's a trade-off between uh, leisure and labor, right? There's an opportunity cost anytime you employ someone. Um, they're not going to be spending their time doing what they otherwise would have been doing. Um, so sometimes it's worth it to employ people. Sometimes you really need that work done and sometimes it's not. Um, and if you're guaranteeing people jobs, then it's you're kind of giving up, um, you're sacrificing uh, people's leisure time without necessarily making that cost benefit calculation or allowing them to make that cost benefit calculation. Then there is technology. Technology is a good thing if applied in an appropriate way. If technology means we can create more output from less effort, we should cheer up the opportunity it brings and find a way to ensure that the technology dividend benefits everyone. The main problem with it being though, that work is reducing as a necessity in higher technology economies. So kind of flying in the face of reality. And my view is that it's better to um, look at whether we can converge with reality and make less work an acceptable and enjoyable part of the human experience, given that we can fund people's income. You know, currently we need to get income to people and we need to get debt out of the economy. And it isn't that we are going to face a future without jobs or a fully automated future. I don't believe that is the case. But we do know that with new technologies, A, there's a time lag in terms of the diffusion of those technologies. And B, there's an adaptation of technology that is completely dependent on how society is organized, how people are enfranchised, how work is organized and how much um, the, the, the state's role, but with social partners in, in planning development. There is also the issue of whether technology can actually make work more enjoyable by sucking out the dull and tedious tasks. The idea behind a UBI is to liberate workers. You need to empower the worker. Empower the worker by giving them the, the possibilities to reject all jobs, to reject being under the thumb of any decision maker, whether it's a private decision maker or a public decision maker. So those are the issues relating to the debate of a universal basic income versus a guaranteed job. Next time, we're going to look at the topic of technology and universal basic income.